Welcome to Resilient Love Podcast. Join hosts Quentin and Brianna as they discuss tips on love, life, and business. Let's get into this next episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Resilient Love Podcast. Today, we will have the Raymond family. The Raymond family, an awesome family, a great example of faith, producing faith for the transformation that happened. They have a book called 121 Days. The book is The story in that book is just so mind-blowing. The faith that's illustrated through this, the the faith that's just illustrated through their own journey on this path, which was not easy. I'm sure it was not. But they stood in the ring and continued to fight. Their son had a traumatic brain injury. And he was incapacitated for 121 days. You know, when you think about 121 days, in some ways it doesn't seem like a long time, but let's just be honest, when you're going through, that is a very long time. I to myself in 2020 shared some medical issues and what could seem like days or a month seems so much longer. So it truly takes faith to get through situations such as this. The faith that they have had, and this shows the the, the faith, how faith works and the reward of having faith and trusting in God through the process, even when it does not look rewarding. Faith is being able to see beyond what you see. And for the Raymonds, they are a great example of this. And I hope by you viewing this episode, hearing this, seeing this episode, Allow this faith moment to be an example of how you, I, and all of the world should activate our faith daily because we don't know what's going to happen. So please tune in and please check out the book, 121 Days. Thank you. What's up, everyone? We're back with another episode of Resilient Love. Um, I know you're probably wondering, where's Quentin? But 
it's okay. This particular episode, it's just going to be me, your girl, Bree. And we have a great, great guest, two great guests, actually, with us on this episode. And I'm excited for us to get a chance just to hear their story, become more empowered, become more encouraged. And I'm pretty sure you guys are going to enjoy this as much as I have, just getting to know them so far. So without further ado, let's go ahead and bring on the Raymonds. How are you guys doing? We're great. How are you? Good, good. So again, we are here tonight to really just get to know one another. I have been on the website, just getting a feel for everything. 121 days. I want the listeners to really catch that impact before we get into it. 121 days. That when you find out what that really means, you're going to understand the power behind these two people that we're talking with today. So Go ahead, guys. Just let everybody know who you are and just a little bit about yourself. Uh, So my name is Sadie Raymond, and this is my son, Corbin. Um, And so basically, I wrote a book recently about Corbin's um, accident and supporting a traumatic brain injury and surviving it. Right. The power of survival. And if any of us know in this time, I mean, in this pandemic time in life, we are all trying to just survive and not just survive, but then overcome the very thing that tried to take us out. So I want to get into exactly, you know, what that time frame was like. 121 days. I just, you know, they say the phrase, the power of a praying mother. And I believe that you as well as your family was literally embodying that phrase. But I want you guys just to give us a, take us back there. Put us in your mindset for a second. So um, I guess if we're going to start from the beginning, it was July 4th, 2018. Um, Corbin was 16 years old um, and was going to go tubing down the river locally with friends that day. Um, I went to work. Um, I'm a mom of four kids. Corbin is my oldest. And um, it was a, you know, it was like 11 o'clock in the morning and I got a phone call and it was my, um, my son's father. And he said that there'd been a car accident and my nephew was trapped inside the vehicle. Well, that nephew, um, was Corbin's best friend and they were supposed to be together that day. So it was quite scary because nobody had any answers. Um, there was an app on my nephew's phone and my brother tracked all of his moves with it, I guess. <laughs> um, the app notified him of this accident. So nobody had any answers. Um, so I got in the car, I drove to the accident scene. Um, all I knew was what road it was on. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there, I, I mean, I saw the car. Um, yeah, Corbin had been rushed to the hospital, but I I knew no information whatsoever. Um, how bad his injuries were, nothing. All they said to me was he was alive when he left in the ambulance. Right. Okay. So, I mean, literally we have this time, guys, where a mother gets an alert and it's like, what's next? What's about to happen next? And so in that moment of you, you know, transitioning to get the answer, what was your first thought initially once you actually saw your son? Um, so the first time that I saw him was before his first surgery, and I didn't understand. We were at the emergency room at the first hospital he was at, and they brought me in and sat me in a chair, and he was literally a lifeless body um, on the table. 
there was doctors and nurses around and everybody just kept looking at me with this sad, pitiful look in their face. And I knew it couldn't be good. Um, and I guess until that moment, I was in denial. You know, it, it can't mm -hmm. happen to you. It can't happen to your family. Um, yeah. You just you just never expect it to be that bad. I kept trying to convince myself it, it can't be that bad. Um, but it was. It was complete horror. Right. Exactly. And, you know, in in thinking about that time, as you said, you know, the unexpected, the unknown, like what's next? And I actually had a classmate. He made the phrase, the people with the degrees say that blank is going to happen. So at what point did you all in your family say, OK, it's time for us to just shift our thought process about this thing? What, you know, how, how was that? Where did the shift happen? You said, I'm tapping into faith and not fear. Where was that shift? Uh, that was the second. Uh, we were at the first hospital and they had brought Corbin in for surgery and they came out and we probably had about 20 family members gathered around. They came out of surgery um, and actually before they came out of surgery, um, somebody, I don't know what position he was in. He came out and he said to us, um, Corbin's out of surgery and they're going to wheel him by, but they want you all to stay in the waiting room. Okay. And my sister-in-law at the time had said to me, said, you know, if he's alive, we can handle the rest. We just need him to be alive. And so when they came out, we were like, he survived surgery. We've got the rest. And at that point, the doctors came out and they said, you know, one doctor started talking about what she did and um, his injuries, and there was a neurosurgeon there, and he kind of just popped up and said, he's got no brain activity, and you're going to have to gather your family and say goodbye. And that's when that's when the shift happened. Um, uh -huh. You know, there were so many, my mother was there, there were so many, Corbin's siblings were there, they heard that news that their brother wasn't going to make it, and um, I remember I was sitting there in that chair, and I I didn't cry and I didn't freak out and I just, something changed in me and it was, there was no way this, I'm going to allow this to happen. Right. And it I was, love that. yeah, yeah. And my mother was like, you have to get her something. She's in shock. And I remember it all very clearly. And I wasn't in shock. I was like, this, it's not the answer. That's mm -hmm. going to happen. I'm not allowing this to happen. Yes. I want everybody to really catch what Miss Sadie said. I'm not going to allow this to happen. I'm going to tap into the higher power within me and I'm going to pray and just focus on there's going to be a better outcome. It's okay. not going to end the way they say it is. No. I just, whoo, y'all got to sit right there. <laughs> it's not going to, I want somebody to catch that for 2021. It's not going to end the way you think it is. It's going to be better. You know, 2020 had its struggles, but 2021 is going to be better. All right, Sadie, you starting to preach. That's right. Okay. <laughs> so, um, Mr. Thorman, you know, you can jump in. How are you? How are you doing? You know, what are your thoughts after at the point where you actually came to? I hate to say it that way, but, you know. Well, it was kind of weird because I just remember being in the car. We were driving and then I woke, woke up. In a hospital bed, man. So, uh, yeah, it's a big, yeah, big shift. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and I mean, of course, through that that time, you had to go through your healing process. I mean, 
where are you at today through that healing? Because, you know, when you get an impact like that and, you know, you know the experience, I don't want to add to it. But how how did you get past that healing stage through that healing stage? I just knew that I'd get better. I just kept telling myself, like, I know I'm going to get better. I know I'm going to be better than I was. Mm-hmm. Better. Just continue to get better all the time. Yeah. That mindset is it's going to be better. I'm telling you, you guys are dropping gems for 2021. <laughs> and guess what? 121 days, and this is 2021. It's an opportunity for you guys to go get the book here and read the whole story. But we have them here. So you guys can catch the gems like me. Okay. So overall, when you look back at everything, um, what, what, what makes you, how did you become more resilient? Can I say that? How did this experience make you more resilient? Um, I think that, you know, for me as a mother, when you're faced with your worst nightmare, um, yeah. you know, losing a child, I mean, I can't think of anything, you know, worse in the whole world. Um, when you face things like that, you realize how strong you are and what you can get through. And you also, you realize, you know, the power of positivity. Like Corbin was saying, like, I knew I was going to get better and I knew I was going to be better than I was. You can't, you have to, um, that's a mindset you have to have. Mm -hmm. I think that is so important. Um, the power of positivity is, you know, when Corbin was in the hospital, when the doctors would come in, especially the neuro doctors, they would come in and they didn't see, you know, a whole, what they wanted to see um, from him. And I never let them say anything negative in his room. There was no negativity right. allowed around him, you know. And I think that when you can get through something like that, I mean, bring it on. We can get through anything. <laughs> exactly. Bring it on. So um, besides the book, because this is a powerful book. What what's next for you guys? You know, what what do you have planned for 2021? Any goals, any aspirations coming up in this year? So, you know, I guess Corbin said no. Corbin, <laughs> <laughs> we you know, he got he just kind of wants normal life back, I think. Uh, you know, when when things get back to normal around here and you know, he wants to go on and do bigger and better things, maybe some secondary education, things like that. Okay. Yeah. And I think for me, I think I'm hoping the book, you know, I, I never thought I'd be in this position writing a book and whatnot, but, um, you know, I'm hoping to do some public speaking when we can do that stuff again and kind of spread that message. Like I said, about the positivity and not giving up. And, um, you know, I'm just hoping it will help other people that are in any type of similar situation. Yeah. That overcomer spirit that is going to get better spirit. So Corbin, just, just for the sake of fun, what would you study? I mean, when you go back to school? Uh, I'm not sure. I was actually thinking of physical therapy. Powerful, right? Right. Yeah. Are you still going through that at this time? Uh, not right now. Just okay. Since COVID, but. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that's good. I'm glad to, I look, I don't even know all the details about you, but I'm glad that I'm able to speak with you and you can tell the story with your mom. So listen, I, I'm just so excited. I, I just want you guys to let everybody know where they can follow you. And um, I've just been having a great time. So you share, where can they follow you? How can they connect? Um, so we've got a website that's 121days.net. Um, I've started doing some blog posts and things like that about what's going on with Corbin and us. Um, 
And then we've also got a Facebook page and whatnot. Um, 121 days as well. The book is going on sale February 2nd, and it will be available everywhere on Amazon, Target, Barnes and Noble, any any major retailer. Um, so yeah, that's that's it right now. Hopefully, we'll be out and you know doing book tours and meeting people and everything like that eventually. <laughs> Yeah, coming to North Carolina so you can see us, the Resilient Love Hosts. Uh, I'm sorry my husband couldn't be on this, but guess what? He's going to go back and listen and get empowered just like me. So, um, everybody, this has been the Raymond family. I hope you guys were able to catch these nuggets. Go purchase the book. You see the link here, and it's in the description box. Listen, I hope you become more resilient because this is Resilient Love. See y'all next time. Thank you to all listeners and subscribers. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Leave us a five-star review on Apple so that we can continue sharing resilient love. Thanks for listening.